0: Welcome to the Fight for Yourself Podcast. I'm Michelle O'Connor, and I'm transforming my life one little choice at a time. Let's do this. (laughs) Episode 8. How to self-coach. Today, I have a huge question for you to ponder. What is it that you would like to change about your life? I know this is a big question and super general, but it's something we need to think about if we're going to seek true happiness in our lives. So many times I'm seeing us act helpless to things that happen to us. We operate out of a victim mentality, acting and thinking as though it's everyone else's fault, the world's fault that we are where we are. We blame people and circumstances around us, and frankly, that's very convenient thinking like that immediately puts us in helpless mode, where we don't have to take responsibility for anything in our lives, because it's always someone else's fault. Please don't get me wrong, I know that terrible things happen to us. Terrible things do happen. But I've just been noticing lately, over and over, that too many of us are operating as though the world just happens to us. Thinking every interaction at home and at work and with friends and relatives, even with traffic. Every little thing is a situation that just happens to us. Folks, it's time to break out of this mindset. And when I say us, I mean us because I do this all the time. Is this you? Is this what you do as well? Do you find yourself being wronged by the world a lot of the time? This kind of thinking is so prevalent. When I'm thinking like this, I feel so disempowered. Like the world just happens to me and it's a terrible feeling. And that means that we should change our thinking. If we're feeling terrible, that means we change our thinking. So we should move from the role of victim to that empowered place inside of all of us. Changing how we react to things, how we think about things, is the first step on that journey. When we think about what happens in our daily lives, indulging in the victim mentality is just that, self-indulgent, and not in a good way. It's an easy thought pattern for us. It's the easy way of thinking. So many times I've caught myself saying things like, That wasn't right, and I couldn't do anything about it. Or, this always happens to me. The world is against me. When I catch myself saying these things, I know it's time to change my thinking. I mean, come on. The world, whatever the world is referring to, is not against us. I think it's quite the opposite. So if you catch yourself thinking like this, which we all do sometimes... Try to catch yourself and change that thinking. If we think the whole world is wronging us, maybe we should take a look in the mirror and in our brains. I don't mean to sound unsympathetic. I am totally not unsympathetic. I do this myself. But I see a pattern in how we're thinking about things in a super helpless way. And instead of complaining... I think we should move into an action-oriented space where we can feel empowered to do things that change our lives for the better. I mention all of this because I think it's super important to clear the crud out of the way and out of our brain before we move into that empowered, action-oriented place. I've been studying coaching for a while now. And I'm so interested in the concept of self-coaching. I'm obsessed with it. I'm always looking for ways to use the concepts and the tried and true coaching techniques on myself. There is so much that an outside objective person can really help you with for sure. I believe everybody needs a life coach. But there are also so many ways that we can learn to coach ourselves It's super fascinating to me, and I'm always, always trying self-coaching concepts on myself to make the changes I want to see in my life. It's helped me transform everything so far, and I'm always seeking to see where it will take me next on this journey to happiness and empowerment. So today, I want to go through a process to make one change that we'd like to see in our lives, just take you through the process. A lot of times we feel stuck and unsure about what to do about the things we don't like in our lives. Instead of thinking of a circumstance as something that happened to you, in quotes, or something that sucks but just is, let's start to move in the realm of what can I do to make it better? How can I change my thinking? What is one little change in the right direction? Thinking this way... Is where you start to move into an empowered place and out of that victim mindset. So let's coach ourselves, friends. Let's go through the process of figuring out what we'd like to change, assess where we are now, and brainstorm some options, and then create and choose steps to make a plan that will change our lives. My hope is that by breaking down the process for change, we can stop being so overwhelmed and just move into a course of action from an empowered place. This divide and conquer method is something that my mom has always said and always taught me, um, which is hilarious because I am the queen of getting overwhelmed. So um, just a word to the wise, you might want to listen to mom because she has always taught me that you just break down the problem and conquer each step. In the coaching world, this is called the grow method. So let's walk through it step by step. Okay, the first step is figuring out what your goal even is. If you're like me, you have so many things that you'd like to see change or improve in your life, and it can be hard to distill it down to one thing to start with. That's the overwhelm part. And again, that is my specialty and not in a good way. So this part takes some thought, and in my opinion, some writing. This whole process is about asking questions of yourself, And this first step is around asking questions to clarify what goal you want to set. So get out a piece of paper and a pen because we think a lot of things and we need to capture those thoughts and take them from being in our brain to the paper. So here are some questions you might ask yourself when you're trying to figure out the first goal to go for. Also, keep in mind that this method works best for goals that you can take practical steps towards, like changing your habits and not like, I need to find my calling. So think in terms of what you can tackle. Start small, and that will help you build your confidence that you will keep your promises to yourself, which is number one. So ask yourself some questions like, What do you want to accomplish? Is there a goal that you can measure the results of? How long do you want to take to accomplish this goal? One question that we ask in our family is, what's hurting your self-esteem? This can be anything from organizing the house to make you feel better to working on a fitness plan to feel healthy and proud. You can ask any of those questions or anything like that but the goal is to distill it down into one thing you'd like to change. One of the biggies that I chose for self-coaching was transforming my diet and nutrition so that I can start to see food as fuel for my body and brain, not something to buffer my feelings. This will be a lifetime process for me, but I did transform it by using this method. I knew that what I was eating was making me feel terrible in so many ways. I started to be so clear that this first step was actually pretty easy for me because it was clear that this is what I needed to work on. I wanted to change what I was eating so that it served me. But if this first step doesn't come so quickly to you, it's okay. Spend some time writing about it. You may have many things that you want to change. I know I do. Constant. But write them down and pick one thing that you could break down into practical steps to achieve. The second step. The second step is about getting real about where you are in relation to that goal. Try to see it from the outside and figure out the facts about your reality. Try to push judgment aside in this step. The goal here is to get real with yourself, without emotion, without shaming, without judgment. The more I talk to folks about this concept of giving yourself a reality check, the more I realize how hard this is for us. Taking a look at reality, depending on the issue, is like looking that bear in the face that I talked about before. It is not easy. But friends, we've got to do it. This can be such a steep order for us, and I often say people just quit at this point. It's much easier than self-assessing. But when you quit, or you let fear stop you, you get nowhere. You stay the same. Nothing changes. In fact, you get stuck in that denial cycle that leaves you right in the same spot you've always been. So take this reality check and look at where you are, the reality of where you are in relation to how far you want to go. You can ask yourself some questions like, where are you right now? So with my issue of wanting to eat better, I needed to get real about what I was actually eating in a day, specifics, not glossing over it or under-reporting. I needed to get really, really real about the facts. I had to start tracking what I was eating and getting honest about it. And when people come to me and ask me where they should begin if they want to change their nutrition, I say, start here. You've got to get real. You've got to start tracking. And you have to be honest with yourself. Or you can't go anywhere unless you know where you're starting. But that's just my example. This can be applied to any situation that you're in that you want to change. You've got to get real, and you have to try to find the concrete facts about it. Some more questions you can ask yourself are, how did you get where you are right now? What are the important factors in this scenario? What's at play here? And who's at play? Who gets affected by this? And what have you tried in the past to change it? And where did that go wrong? Getting real and aware of where you are right now. Starting where you are is super important. Like I said, it can be a steep hill that many of us aren't willing to climb to make changes in our lives. And if you don't feel ready, then don't start. I would say just start writing until you do feel ready. Because trying something when you're not going all in is just going to make you feel worse. So once you've narrowed down the goal you want to achieve... And you have really taken a good hard look at yourself and assessed where you are in this moment and where you're starting from. Then we can move on to the next step where we explore all of the possibilities about how you might change it. If you let yourself go there, there are tons of creative options. Brainstorm all of the ways. Let your mind be open and creative to all of the possible solutions this isn't time to edit. This is the time to think big. The editing will happen later. This is the time to brainstorm. Ask questions like, how can you solve this? Who could help you and what are some of the resources you could use? Has anyone else done this for themselves and what did they do? Can you come up with five options, just dreaming big, totally blowing it out, acting like there are no barriers, and just brainstorming possible options, exploring all the ways, even, again, if they seem impossible, write them down anyway. It's important for your brain to think like this. We can get so stuck in the mindset of there's no way out. This is the way it's going to be forever. That we aren't open to the possibilities that might be right in front of our noses that we have not even tried so many times we're ruled by limiting beliefs and this step is where we blow that out of the water and totally explore everything for me when i started working on my nutrition i started brainstorming options like knowledge i knew that i needed to know more researching and making better decisions based off more knowledge is something that I thought I should try. Accountability seemed like a good idea, connecting with people who are working on the same thing and bouncing ideas off each other. Sleep, getting adequate sleep, seemed like a really good idea because I could make better choices. And I knew I needed to start small, Um, and so I thought maybe I would... Decide on no late-night snacks to start, and maybe when I got that down, I would start drinking more water, etc. I explored all of the options, well, a lot of the options, and spent quite a bit of time on doing that. It really helped me to feel like I had choices in how I wanted to make the change. Instead of being kind of halfway in it and then deciding on one thing and then rebelling against that later, which is a pattern a lot of us do... I gave myself plenty of options that I came up with so that I had lots of choice in the matter. So, once you've done the work and explored all of the possible options and maybe some impossible ones, then we can move on to the final step, which is will. I like to think of this like what will I do? Unlike the options step we just talked about right before this, where we were thinking big and brainstorming, this step is where we funnel those ideas back down into actionable steps towards our goal. As you look at those options, ask yourself what you can commit to doing. What can you commit to doing? My personal belief is that you should start small. Check your motivation and make sure it's something you are inspired to do and that it seems realistically doable. For me, in my situation, I started with three small steps. Knowledge. I knew that was a good idea, so I researched and read things about nutrition so that I'd know how food affects my body. Water. As simple as it sounds, I made getting water in my body a focus. Much of what I experience as hunger is thirst, it turns out. Sleep. Being tired means I'm easily stressed, which means I stress eat and make snap decisions that don't fly with my long-term goals. So those three steps are what I came up with, and they're very small but significant, and I knew I could commit to them and so that was the most important part they were steps in the right direction and i could commit to doing them forever these little steps laid a foundation and when i felt comfy with doing those for a while then i built on that one step leads to the other of course i wanted to join the latest diet plan or dive into Whole30, or keto, or a paleo diet. This is all very exciting and dramatic, but in my experience, these things aren't going to work long-term. They're exciting, but inevitably, I will retreat back to my old ways. Following this coaching model to explore all of the things, and then narrowing it down to doable action steps, was what actually made the difference for me. So, let's recap those steps to see if you can use this for your own self-coaching. Number one, figure out what the goal is. Spend some time on this if you need to. Number two, get real about where you are. Remember, this is where a lot of people stop or skip over this step altogether, and it's essential. So figure out where you are. Number three, explore all of the options. Think big and brainstorm away possible solutions to the situation you want to change. And number four, narrow it down. What are you motivated to do that you can accomplish? Start small and set yourself up to win. I double dog dare you to try this method of self coaching through something you'd really like to change in your life. Apply it. Breaking down an issue into chunks and looking at it realistically can help us feel empowered and less like the world just happens to us. It's not the world's fault, it's not everyone's fault. It's not even your fault. That's not what the issue is. It's time to take loving responsibility for how you'd like your life to be. Thank you for listening to my story. Every download means so much to me. And if this message means something to you, please write a review in iTunes share our Insta posts, and check out fightforyourself.net if you need a little inspiration. Remember, reviews and iTunes mean we reach more people with a message of everyday empowerment. Thank you for listening to this one, and I hope you stick with me for future episodes because I have so much more to say.